Welcome to the teaching ministry of Stephen Fraser and Life of Faith Bible Church, an outreach dedicated to helping you triumph in every area of life. Now here's Pastor Fraser with today's message. We had an awesome weekend. We had a healing and miracle weekend. Praise God. So many people were touched by the power of God and uh, were healed. Bodies were straightened out. And that's the way God likes it. I said, that's the way he likes it. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And what did he do? Well, the Bible says he went about teaching, preaching, and healing. Teaching, preaching, and healing people of all manner of sicknesses and diseases. And you know, he's still the same today. Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I got news for you, he's still alive. I said he's, he's, still, he's still very much alive. He's just working through a different body now. He's working through you and I. He's working through his church, the body of Christ. And so he still wants to do the same things that we see him do in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. That we see him do throughout the word of God. Healing, delivering people, setting people free. God wants you healthy. God wants you strong. God wants you blessed. Isn't that good news? God's not wanting to beat you down and punish you and teach you something by afflicting you. God is not in the affliction business. You got to know that right off the top. God is not in the affliction business. Visit business. He's in the blessing business. Well, how do you know? Look at Jesus. Jesus never afflicted anybody. Never afflicted anybody. Look at Jesus. Yeah, but over here in the Old Testament. No, no, no. Don't go into the Old Testament without the New Testament light. You got to go into the Old Testament with Jesus. The Bible tells you that in 2 Corinthians chapter 3. That there's a veil that lies over the Old Testament. But that veil is taken away when one turns to Christ. So you don't even go in there until you've seen Christ. So you've seen Jesus. Then take Jesus and go into the Old Testament and now you can begin to understand it correctly. Don't just grab some Old Testament scripture and think you know God. No, no, no. Grab a hold of Jesus. Look at Jesus. He's the perfect example of God. He is the image of God in flesh and blood. And we get to see exactly how God thinks, how God acts, how he responds to things by looking at Jesus. And man, there wasn't anybody that came to him in faith that didn't get healed. Everybody got healed. People got delivered. Didn't matter the sickness, didn't matter the bondage they were in. He was setting them free. And then after he rose from the dead, ascended into heaven, he poured out the Holy Spirit on those that believe in him. And empowered them to do the same works he did. And now we go through the book of Acts and we just see the disciples of the Lord Jesus doing the same things Jesus did. Healings and miracles, deliverances of all kinds. And friend, that's just to continue on and continue on and continue on until Jesus returns. So miracles should be normal for you and I. They never stop being exciting. We never get complacent about it, but it should be normal, normal to us. It should be a regular thing. We should be expecting the miraculous to take place in and through our lives. Let's expect big things from a big God. You know, that, that honors God. 
when you expect good things from a good God that honors God. When you expect bad things from a good God that dishonors Him. When you expect big things from a big God that honors Him. When you expect little things from a big God, you dishonor Him. So that's why it's so important for us to continuously grow in our faith, grow in our awareness of Him and how big and awesome and good He is so that we can receive big from Him. And that honors Him. In this my Father is glorified, Jesus said. In this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit. And He said that in the context over in John 15... He said that in the context of getting your prayers answered, being able to receive from God the things you ask for. Hallelujah. So you receiving from God honors him. So the more you can receive from him, the bigger things you can get from him, the more that honors him and shows the world what a good God he is, what a powerful, and there ain't no God like our God. I said, there ain't no God like our God. That's what it says. That's what it tells the world. He wants the whole world to know what a big, awesome, great God he is. And that there's nothing else worth following but him. There's nothing else worth serving but him. He's the best. He's the greatest. He's the universe champion of the world, of the universe. He's the heavyweight champion of the universe. Amen. I mean, he knocks the devil out in the first round. I mean, when you get over into faith, you, you lift up the name of Jesus, you put your confidence in the word of God, and the devil steps in the ring with you. Friend, I got news for you, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. That greater one on the inside makes a champion out of you every time. Just in the name of Jesus, boom, KO. Instant knockout. Instant knockouts. The angels just love coming over and go, one, two, three, four. And the thing ain't even moving. I mean, save your breath, angels, but it's fun. Five, six. You're out. You win. That's why we lift up our hands. That's why we lift up our hands and shout. Because we're the champions. Hallelujah. Praise God. Glory be to God. We did it. Jesus did it through us. Can you say amen? But God wants to be glorified through us. In everything in our lives. He wants to show the world what a big God he is. Because he's a God that demonstrates himself. Notice this over in 1 Corinthians 2 verse 1. The apostle Paul by the Spirit said, And I, brethren... When I came to you, when I came to your church, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. And my speech... And my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. You know, that's a lot like Jesus. The scripture I just quoted. How Jesus went about 
teaching, preaching, and healing. The Apostle Paul here says, my speech, my teaching, and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, healing, deliverance. See, he was walking in the same footsteps as Jesus. It wasn't just about a message. It was about a manifestation of God in our life. We need the message. The message is number one. The Word is always number one. We build our life on the Word of God, but it's out of the Word of God that we see manifestations of God in our life. The Word is to be bringing about a a transformation of our very being. What does that mean? To be transformed needs to be turned inside out. And how many people have made Jesus the Lord of their lives and received the Spirit of God into their heart? If you've got the Spirit of God living in your heart, then a transformation would be the Spirit of God coming forth and manifesting on your life. And that's what the Word of God is to do. It's to cause the greater one, that's on the greatness that's on the inside of you to manifest on your life, through your life. It's not just, I received a word, I've got a message, and that's it. No, no, no. There's to be a demonstration of the Spirit and of power in a Christian's life. There should be, I'm going to say it again, there should be a demonstration of the Spirit of God and power in our lives as a result of hearing the teaching and preaching of the Word of God. Hallelujah. So that's what we're looking for this morning. That's what we always should be looking for. When we get in the Word of God, man, we're, look, we're looking to cause the greater one on the inside of us to come forth through our lives, to manifest himself through us so we can see this great God in action in our life. I like that word, demonstration. He's a demonstrator. He's a demonstrator. Uh, that word demonstration in the original language means a showing forth, showing forth, making manifest. Making manifest. Proof. Proof. We're talking about proof. We're talking about giving confirmation of something. Giving a testimony. A testimony of something. How many people know the Bible says over in Revelation, the 12th chapter, tells us how we overcome the devil. Revelation chapter 12, and in verse 11, it says... And they, talking about those who believe in Jesus, and they overcame him, talking about the devil, by the word, by the blood of the lamb, and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to the death. They did not hold back their testimony. They gave their testimony. And this is how... They overcame the devil. One of the ways they overcame, by sharing your testimony. Does anybody have a testimony? Does anybody have a testimony of what God has done for them this week? Let me see some hands this morning. How many people got healed this morning, weekend this week, got healed, experienced the power of God, got delivered? Amen. 
God moved in your life in a mighty way. And again, there was physical healings. There was emotional healings. There was uh, mental illness healing, you know, foggy minds, all kinds of things that took place. In fact, there's a couple that they said they wouldn't be here this morning, but he came in a wheelchair. And, uh, you know, he was in pretty bad shape, his knees and things, his legs. And, and, and you, could, you, can, you know, you could see his condition was, you know, was, was pretty rough. And then uh, last night I prayed for him in the prayer line. But then after service, I went over and ministered to them some more. His wife, she had some issues with her knees and things. She was completely, she had no pain. And that was glorious. And then um, I, I just, you know, talked to him a little bit and laid my hands on him again. And man, I felt such a strong anointing, the power of God just flowing into his body. And he felt it. And it was like this oppression just lifted off of him. And his whole countenance just, just brightened up. And he says, I just feel so much better. I just feel so much better. You know, he was dealing with an oppression. I don't even think he was aware of the oppression that was on his life. And that thing just, just lifted off of him. And his, his mind was clear. And I just continued to hold my hand on him as I could just discern that God was just flowing. And he felt God flowing into him. He felt energy, life flowing into his body. And then I said, now do something you couldn't do before. What couldn't you do before? Do something you couldn't do before. And he got himself up out of that wheelchair. And he usually uses a cane. If he's got to go from the wheelchair to something else, he uses a cane. He didn't have a cane. And next thing you know, he started walking and we just came out here and we just started walking the floor and he was walking just as good as me. He was walking just as good. How many people saw that last night? You stuck around, you saw it, praise this whole place was shouting, glory be to God. And this man was just walking and went back to his wheelchair and we thought, now what do we do with that? So I took the, his, his cane, I put that on the wheelchair. I said, I guess you'll just be pushing it out of here tonight. And you know, that's exactly how he left. Praise God, pushing, pushing his wheelchair out the door. Hallelujah. Isn't God good? Yeah, he said he had no pain. And he had dealt with tons of pain in his knee and things. No pain in his body. That's the power of God. That tells us and the whole world, Jesus is still alive. He really did rise from the dead. We're witnesses of his power. We're witnesses of his life that he is alive. And he still does the same things he's always done. He is awesome. Such a great and mighty God. My daughter, yesterday morning, uh, Jean had a word concerning people whose um, one leg was longer than the other. And so different ones came up and their legs straightened out. You could see their legs straightened out. But we didn't even realize our daughter, we know, you know, in the past, we've, we've kind of known that, you know, that she, but, we, you know, she didn't share it with us. But anyway, she came up and she sat in the chair. Miss Sophia was holding her leg and you could see a big difference. One leg was, was noticeably longer than the other. It's actually recorded on YouTube if you want to see it. Yes. I wish it was a little closer, the shot that we got, but you could see it. And, uh, and all of a sudden, uh, Jean just prayed, laid her hands, prayed. And just as Jean took her hand away, you saw her, her leg that was shorter go, yeah. just like that. I mean, Miss Sophia almost had a meltdown, <laughs> wherever she is. She almost had a meltdown. I mean, boom, that foot just, just that leg just kicked right out. Well, that's just the power of God. Yeah. I got news, there's something more going on in this room than just us. Yeah. God is in the house. And he's ready to perform his word. The Bible says he's watching over his word to perform it. God wants to perform. 
He wants to demonstrate. He wants to demonstrate. And one of the ways he demonstrates is after his power has been manifested, we testify of it. Because that word demonstrate also means proof, which can mean testimony. To give your testimony. It's so important for people that have been touched by the power of God to give their testimony. This is where the church is just lacking overall. I mean, people come to a service, God speaks to them, they get revelation, maybe they got saved, maybe they got baptized in the Holy Spirit, started speaking in a heavenly language, maybe they got healed, maybe they just got wisdom and revelation that just changed their life, and then they walk out and share it with nobody. I mean, they don't talk about it. They go to the work the next day like nothing ever happened back at church. Friend, that's wrong. I said, that's wrong. And that's keeping Jesus the best kept secret in town. And he's not looking to be a secret. He's looking to be made known openly. He wants people to know what an awesome God he is, and he wants to take care of them. He wants to heal their hurts, their broken hearts. He wants to mend them. He wants to bind up their wounds. He wants to move in their lives. But if we don't talk about it, if we never share it, oh, yeah, I went to church. Maybe that'll come out of your mouth. And you just, you know, you just go to any old church then, I guess. You just go to a church where they don't expect any power. They don't expect any manifestations of God. They just go and hear a, a little message, and they're happy with that. But no, we come to a church where God is and where we expect him to perform his word in our life. And that's worth talking about, folks. Amen. I said that we're, we don't love our lives so much that we draw back from giving our testimony. That's a good way to lose what you received from God. A lot of folks end up losing what they receive because they don't share it. They don't give it. When you receive, you give. There's this law called giving and receiving. Giving and receiving. It doesn't just apply to money. Yes, when God gives, he says, freely you've received, freely you give. That's, I mean, it's a spiritual law. And if we're not giving, we're only going halfway with receiving, then we're not going to walk in the fullness that the of the blessing of God that God has for us. I want to walk in the fullness of the blessing. And so it's important for us to give and to share it. And I'm telling you, it's a part of our spiritual warfare. It's a part of our spiritual warfare. This word overcome, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to the death so that they held back their testimony. Oh, I was afraid. I didn't, know. I didn't know if they wanted to hear that. I didn't, know. I didn't know how they'd look at me if I shared. You love yourself too much. You just love yourself too much. You must stop loving yourself and start loving the Lord. We must love the Lord more than we love ourselves. You understand? I mean, you look marvelous, darling, but do not fall in love with yourself. Fall in love with the Lord. Amen. We love him. We love him more than our... He is our life. And so we love him more than this physical life. Because this isn't our life. This physical life isn't our life. He is our life. And he sustains this physical life for us. He's the one that keeps these bodies working right. So we can't draw back. We can't draw back. And so this is how we overcome. This is how we fight our battles. We're talking about fighting our battles here. We're talking about overcoming, walking in the fullness of the blessing. 
that God has for us. This word overcome means to carry off the victory. Maintain one's cause. Hold one's ground. Hold fast. How many want to hold on to what they received from God? If you want to be able to hold on to it, no, you want to be able to keep it, not lose it. You want to be able to hold the ground that you have gotten in the Spirit by the Lord. If you want to hold that territory, then you're going to have to testify. You're going to have to get good at testifying. If you want to be good at receiving and keeping what you receive, you've got to be good at giving. See, when, when we give, we don't lose what we received. We get more. Right? He said, give. This is what Jesus said. He said, give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, overflowing. And when I, when I think of those words, I think of an illustration, you know, in, in, the, in the season of fall. When all the leaves are on the ground, you go there, you rake up the leaves, you put them in a bag. And it's, you know, the bag looks pretty full, but you shake the bag. And, so, and the leaves go down. And then you put your, maybe your foot in there and you press it down. Right? Press it down. Shake it all together. Why? So you can make room for more. And then you shake it, press it down, and make room for more. And that's, what, that's the illustration I have when he says, if you give, it will be given back to you good measure. When you testify, you're shaking and you're pressing. You've received, you've received, now you need to shake. Now you need to shake and press down by sharing your testimony, by sharing what God's done for you, by giving, by giving it. And, and when you do, you make room for more to be given. And you shake and press and more is given and then it's overflowing. And we still don't stop because that's the life we're to be living. We're to be living an overflowing life. Hallelujah. Just overflowing with the blessing of God. I mean, we're talking about abundance here. Jesus came to give us life and that more abundantly, that overflowing. That's his will for us. So it's a part of overcoming, carrying off the victory, maintaining, maintaining, holding your ground, holding what you got. It's all part of your spiritual warfare. You got to give your testimony. It slaps the devil all over. You got to remind the devil of what God's done for you. Every time you share it with somebody, you're reminding the devil what God's done for you. And you're keeping your faith strong. You're keeping your faith alive. You're stirring yourself up for more. I mean, this weekend stirred up my faith. My faith expanded. I mean, I'm ready to do another, another healing miracle weekend this weekend. It's not on the calendar. I haven't actually officially said that. But I'm ready to do that. Amen. I mean, I'm just, I'm just ready because I know it'll be another level. It'll be another level because my faith went to another level. And I believe your faith has gone to another level for these things. See, because the more we see it, the more we're around it, the more our faith in it grows. And thus, the stronger we become spiritually. So testifying does the same thing. You're hearing it. You're reliving it. You're, you're, you're thinking about it. You're sharing it. You're putting it in your mouth and speaking it out to other people with confidence. And you're imparting it into them, imparting that faith into them. 
And so your faith is just going to get stronger. Your faith is just going to get stronger. Amen. Over in Luke chapter 17, after Jesus had ministered to 10 lepers, 10 lepers came to him. He said, go show yourselves to the priests. And so they went, and as they were going, they were cleansed. They were healed. Ten lepers. All of them were healed. And so they went and did what Jesus said. They showed themselves to the priest. And then this one leper out of the ten came back. And he came and he worshipped Jesus. And he gave him thanks and testified of what had happened in his life. And the Bible says in verse 17, So Jesus answered... And said, were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory, to give, to give, to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. You, can, you, can you hear the disappointment in the Lord's voice? One comes back to give glory to God for what happened. And Jesus said, where, where are the other nine? So you got the disciples standing there and everything. And, well, maybe the other nine really didn't get cleansed. Maybe nothing really happened in their life. Maybe it was just the one. Thus stealing glory from God for what was done. See, people have doubts now. People, people question people. Well, why did only one get healed? That's your turn. You know how that, that game, uh, you know, where that telephone game goes? You tell something some, to something, they go tell somebody, they go to, and by the time you get through a, a few people, I mean, it's a completely different story. You think, my Lord, I never said that at all. Right? So it starts out with, yeah, the leper comes back and says, yeah, we were all cleansed and everything else. And somebody else here over here goes, there's only, there's only one that came back. I wonder where the other, I wonder if the other nine got healed. I wonder, and then somebody else says, oh, the other nine didn't get healed. The other nine, then it turns into a matter of fact, the other nine didn't get healed. Well, now people are confused. Why did only one get healed and the other nine didn't? And it messes people up rather than building people up and helping people up. And strengthening people, see? Only one came back to glorify God. I want to be that guy. I don't want to be the other guys. I don't want to be other guys that don't give God glory for what's done and just go about my business and just do, you know, just, just as, as though nothing ever happened. God's worthy of our testimony. God's worthy of our testimony. So therefore, we give it. We give it. Now, Jesus, he said to him, arise, go your way, your faith has made you well. Other translations say, your faith has made you whole. Huh. So here, he was healed, but now Jesus says to this man who returned to give glory to God, he said, your faith has been made whole. That word whole means to save, to keep safe, keep safe and sound, keep safe and sound, to protect, <clears throat> to protect the health you have regained. Isn't that interesting? By coming back and testifying, giving glory to God, you've actually protected what you have received. You've protected your health. You've saved yourself. And now you're walking in more of the fullness of the blessing. More, more than just a healing, now you're walking in the fullness of the blessing. It's affecting every area of your life. 
God wants whatever he does in your life, not just, just to affect that one thing. He wants it to affect every area of your life. He wants it to completely transform your life. That's what happened to the man that came back. The other guys, they might have ended up losing their, their healings. Or if they didn't lose their healing, they sure didn't walk in the fullness of the blessing that God had for them. Because they didn't come back. They didn't come back. Over in Mark chapter 5, there was a woman with an issue of blood. She pressed through a crowd. The Bible says in Mark, the fifth chapter, verse 25, Now a certain woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said... If only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. So she heard about Jesus. How does faith come? Faith in the Lord comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So she heard about Jesus. So faith came. Then verse 48, verse 28, she said, she spoke what she heard and now believed. She spoke forth her faith. It's important to speak what you hear. What you hear, you need to speak. You're hearing some things today. Don't be so quick after service, just go speak about a bunch of other things. I mean, people just go, just be, get, get busy speaking about what you just heard. You know, we should, we, should, we should let it, you know, just last a little while. Speak it out. Talk about it a little bit. On the ride home, talk about Talk to the Lord about it. I'll talk to when I get in the car. If I'm driving by myself, I just start talking to the Lord about it. And with my kids, I'll say something like, so what did you get out of the service today? What did you get? What did you get? You know, and I ask some questions. And, you know, we talk about it. We talk about it. I like keeping it going. <clears throat> some people just want to run and start talking about every other carnal thing under the sun. That's a great way to just forget everything you just heard. Let's get the, let's, I'm just teaching you how to keep things. Right? We're here because we want to get and we want to keep what we get. Right? We just don't want to immediately lose what we got. We want, we, want it, we want it to take root in our life so that it can work in our life, so that it can work through our life. So we have to be said. So she heard, and then she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? He didn't even know who did this. In other words, Jesus did not initiate this healing miracle. Jesus did not initiate this. He didn't even know where it came from. This woman heard about him, believed in him, spoke her faith, acted upon what she believed, pressed through, got to him, touched him. And pull the power of God right out of him. Into her body. You know, it's the same thing today, glory. Some people are waiting for permission for everything. Let's just rise up and take what he's promised us. He promised, this is who, he's good, he's anointed, this is what he has for us. Let's take it. My Lord, if it be thy will. It's his will, take it. She didn't sit there and go, Jesus, if it be thy will. No, 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 no. She said, no, I'm going to get that. If he's anointed, he's anointed for me. That's who he came for. Jesus himself said he, he didn't come for the well. He came for the sick. He came for the hurting. Right? He came to bring sinners to repentance. Man, you qualify. 
You qualify. Praise God. Press through and take hold of His power today. Reach out and receive from the Lord the things He had. That's what this woman did. And power had gone out of Him. Jesus turned around. He said, who touched my clothes? But His disciples said to Him, you see the multitude thronging you? And you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. I mean, she gave her testimony, didn't she? She gave her whole testimony and watched Jesus. He said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. See, that's that word whole again. Your faith has made you whole. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. So we see some things here in receiving from God and keeping what we receive from God. And that is number one, we got to hear. We got to hear the word. We're hearing the word this morning. We're hearing. So we're hearing the word of God. Number two, we got to say what we're hearing. We got to talk about it. We got to talk what we say. Sometimes just talk to yourself. I mean, I, I like saying the word so much. When I read, I usually, if I can, I read out loud. I like putting the word in my mouth. I like putting it in my mouth. I like hearing myself speaking the word. You need to do it. Do it. Act upon what you believe. You can't just sit there. and So I believe that and then don't move. Like that man in the wheelchair last night. I was looking for him to do something. He needed to do something. It wasn't until he'd done, done something... That we saw something and that he walked in the fullness of that blessing. Amen. Wasn't enough for the power just to go. You can have the power of God go in you, but you got to know how to act upon that power. And then you got to know how to keep it going. Keep that power working in your life. You got to act on it. You got to do it. And number three, you, you got to receive it. She received that power into her body. She yielded, in other words, to the power of the Holy Spirit and it entered into her body. You know, we don't want the power of God to hit us and bounce off us. You know, the power, I'm telling you, the power of God works like electricity. It really does. Electricity is really a natural illustration of a spiritual reality. Everything in the natural teaches us about spiritual truths. It teaches us about God. The Bible tells us that. And so the Holy Spirit is a lot like electricity. And there's been times where I've prayed for people. I remember in particular this one couple. And the, the wife, she asked me to pray for her husband. And her husband was like, you know, whatever. And she's like, no, let him, let him pray for you. Let him pray for you. I mean, you know, she's just, she's just, she just believes let him pray for you. She just believes that she, you know, he could be healed. He could be made well if I'd pray for him. So he said, all right, go ahead. So I laid hands on him and I began to speak over him. And I literally felt power go out of me. And the woman, the wife, was, she had her hands on him, standing on the other side of him. And she jumped back and said, oh, I felt that. And she started crying. I looked at him who needed the healing. He went, yeah. He didn't get anything. That power just leaped right, it just, it just went right through him and hit the one that believed. Just like Jesus, he's got a whole multitude of people touching him. The disciples came and said, Lord, you see the multitude thronging you and, and you ask who touched me? I mean, everybody's touching you. No, no, no. Somebody touched me with faith. 
Somebody touched me with faith, man. And that caused that power to go out into them. See? We don't want to just be spectators. We don't want to just sit there and the power of God's flying past us, shooting all around us. And it's just, it's missing you. It's just bouncing off of you. You know, you got unbelief here. You're judging people over here. And I don't know about this. I'm, and it just bounces right off you. Bam! Hits the person up in the balcony up there. They get blessed. Praise God. You miss the whole thing. You know, it's amazing how some people, you know, people will leave a service. Some people walk out. That just changed my life. My Lord Jesus. Praise God. And they just walked out. God was speaking to me today. Other people walk out of here. Dear Lord, did he have to go so long? I mean, my derriere can only take so much of that. Isn't that sad? What's the difference? Faith. It's receiving. No, man, I mean, if you're going to come and do something, you might as well do it right. If you're going to come to church, you might as well do it right. You might as well come and get all you can get. Praise God. You might as well just receive glory be to God and take hold of that power of God. Well, this woman received it. But then also, what did she do? She talked about it. She testified of it. She testified of it. And that is another key ingredient to receiving from the Lord and hanging on to what you receive from Him. Hear. Hear the Word of God. Speak the Word of God. Be a doer of the Word of God. Yield yourself to the Holy Spirit and testify of what God has done and is doing in your life. Amen. A lot of Christians, man, they get the first few, but then they miss that testifying, and then they end up in the same predicament. They end up in the same spot that they were before they ever got healed, before they ever got delivered. And they don't understand why. Why do I keep losing it? Talk about it! I'm just telling you, giving you principles here in the Word of God, how to walk in the blessing of the fullness of the blessing of God. Amen? Amen. You all want that, don't you? Mark chapter 5 and verse 19. There was a man who was demon-possessed, but he got delivered by the power of God. Jesus cast the demon, had a thousand demons, had a legion of demons. Jesus cast the demons out of him. The man was set free. And so the man... He wanted to follow Jesus. He wanted to be one of his followers. And watch what Jesus said to him in verse 19. Mark 5, 19. However, Jesus did not permit him, but said to him, Go home to your friends and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he has had compassion on you. Now, I believe one of the reasons why Jesus didn't let this man come with him, he had a bigger job for him to do. Because after this man was delivered, that whole town was in fear. They were in fear of how he got delivered, and they begged Jesus to depart from their country. They begged him to depart. They were in such fear. So Jesus tells this guy, no, 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 listen. You need to stay here, and you need to testify. You need to tell him the good things, the great things God has done for you. And by that man, he wasn't a preacher. He didn't pastor a church. He's just a man experienced the power of God. He went out and just the Bible says that and he went his way, proclaimed throughout the whole city what great things Jesus had done for him. I mean, he didn't have a Bible. He wasn't preaching all kinds of doctrine. He was just telling everybody what great things Jesus had done for him. Amen. And guess what? 
The next time Jesus came back that way, the people gladly received him and he had healing and miracle meetings. All kinds of healings and miracles took place. But it was this man testifying that prepared the way for Jesus to come and help those people. If this man said, they don't like, they think I'm crazy. They're not going to accept my testimony. I mean, they know I was a loony tune. And he was. But he didn't let anything hold him back. He was so excited. Is anybody excited? Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. We need to proclaim it on the mountaintops. Amen. Just like this man did. Acts chapter 5, verse 14. And when they had come to Jerusalem, this is the disciples. When they had come to Jerusalem, they were received by the church and the apostles and the elders, and they reported all the things that God had done with them. They reported all the things God had done with them. Man, we need to testify. Now, how good are we going to be at testifying to heathen if we can't even testify to the brethren? Can't even testify to one another where, you know, you're around believers that believe the same thing. I mean, if we can't share it with one another, this is what God did in my life. This is what happened. Then how are we going to do out in the world when we're going to be faced with people that might not believe in you, that might think you're crazy, that might persecute you? A lot of folks won't say anything. So it's time to break out of that. A little bit better than that. Come on, you open, we're talking about in the mouth. Come on, we got to break out of that. There's some folks here this morning that need to be encouraged by your testimony from this weekend. Amen. Don't love your life so much. Don't worry about it. People need to hear the great things God has done. The great things God is doing. The great things he'll do for them. I'm telling you, you know, people don't realize, well, some do, but some folks don't realize how skeptical they are. Some, they don't realize how skeptical they are, you know, and, and, you, and you tell them about a healing or something like that, and they go, really? Really? Talk about this man getting in the wheelchair? Who was here? Who else saw that? Who, oh, oh, there was a few people that saw that. Oh, oh, oh. And they're struggling with it. See? Skepticism. What is it? Doubt. Unbelief. What's that going to do? That's going to keep people from receiving because you can't receive anything from God if you doubt. That's what he said. You cannot receive anything from him if you doubt. You've got to fully be, believe. You've got to be totally persuaded that this is what God does. And if he did it for this one, he'll do it for me. Hallelujah. Praise God. Who's got a testimony? Who's got a testimony? Amen. That concludes this message. For more information about Life of Faith Bible Church or Stephen Fraser Ministries, go to our website at lofbc.org. While you're there, be sure to check out the many other teaching series and books by Stephen Fraser. That website again is lofbc.org. And you can always call 888-542-2555. We trust today's message has encouraged your faith and strengthened your spirit to live the victorious life. And until next time, remember, we always triumph and we always win.